Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Come through, queen. I want to see you come through, queen. Hey guys, it's Dan. And Brendan. And this has come through Queen. Brendan, we were talking for a while up mm-hmm. through today, really, as to whether we should even do an episode this week. Yeah. Um, and then once we decided we needed to do an episode because white people need to be lending our voices and our platforms to this current moment in time, Yeah. Um, we spoke also at length of how to do this episode. Sure. So it's going to be different from our usual format. Obviously a focus as to what's going on in America right now uh, in terms of the murder of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Tony McDade, and numerous other Black people by the hands of the police and the Black Lives Matter movement and police Police brutality. brutality. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that's kind of our jumping off point. Yeah, and I think it's important if anyone had any doubt or like whatever, obviously this podcast and the people who host it stand with the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, And we want to do our best to become um, as anti-racist as we possibly can. Um, and kind of talk through that and, um, obviously own any, um, 
instances in the past where we we've done stuff that has been racist, even um, microaggressions and all of that. Sure. I think if we looked back at however many years of this podcast, we would easily find some instances somewhere. And it's important to like learn about that, understand it, correct yourself, and see where you can go from there. It's, it's okay to be wrong. Mm-hmm. So right now, just like for the format of this episode, just so you know, it's not going to only be us talking um, about this moment. We also thought it was interesting and important to examine, um, and this will be a little later in the episode, to exam- to get back to like our universe as far as um, what we usually talk about, which is um, Bravo. Yeah. So examining kind of the reaction of Bravo celebrities to this moment, who is doing well and who is fucking up. Um, mm-hmm. And there's enough on both sides of that to go around. Sure. Um, and then we wanted to also just like talk about Bravo in general and kind of view Bravo through the spectrum of how they handle these issues, um, which spoiler alert, isn't well most of the time. So that's kind of uh, where we'll kick off. I think that um, we first wanted to say there's several ways to participate in this moment, obviously speaking out on social media, which a ton of people are doing. And that's been really great donating, which um, we have some resources and groups that we've compiled. And this isn't an exhaustive list at all. There's all sorts of great places to throw your money right now. And like spending money at black owned businesses is important all the time. Um, Dan, did you want to kick off that list? um, Maybe with the ones who are providing funds necessary for financial assistance. Yeah, so there's the George Floyd Memorial Fund, the In Memory of Tony McDade Fund, Justice for Breonna Taylor, who, as you guys may know, is her birthday, the day of us publishing this. So there's a big mm-hmm. movement going on right now to kind of bring attention to to uh, her story since it's kind of getting in some way lost in the conversation. Mm-hmm. The National Bail Fund Network, then also uh, the NAACP Legal Defense and Educational Fund, LGBTQ Plus Freedom Fund, Trans Justice Funding Project, Minnesota Freedom Fund, uh, and there's more out there. Yeah, and um, there's other there's tons of organizations obviously that are black led in doing this work. Just a few um, worth um, looking at and supporting. Obviously, Black Lives Matter. Um, Color of Change, The Advancement Project, um, Reclaim the Block, Black Visions Collective, um, The Bail Project, Center for Black Equity, the Marshall P. Johnson Johnson Institute, um, National Black Justice Coalition, the Black Trans Advocacy Coalition, the Black AIDS Institute, the Okra Project, No uh, No New Jails NYC, Youth Breakout, Know Your Rights Camp, House of Gigi and Fair Fight. And that's just like a tiny, tiny bit of the organizations. I also thought in this list, we had um, obviously organizations specifically um, supporting black trans people. And also in the conversation um, this week is uh, the story of Iana Dior, who was beaten in Minneapolis this week. Um, And she she survived and made it, which is great. Um, but we should be putting our money 
into organizations that support trans people because black trans lives matter. Yeah. Um, especially as two queer people here and, mm -hmm. uh, this being pride month, we owe so much to the black trans community. So mm -hmm. it's important that we acknowledge that. Yeah. And then obviously other things you can do is protest. And I mean, right now is it's a global pandemic. So I, you might feel nervous about doing it. Um, I went for a little while yesterday and found a protest near um, my apartment and it was really great to be out there, but also be very careful. And there's so many guides and recommendations if you're going out to protest. Um, actually, if you go to the Facebook group, San Marino actually posted recommendations for like what you should bring and all that kind of stuff in the Facebook group, which you can go take a look at. Yeah, that was a great post by him. Yeah. And then one more thing that I think, especially as white people and um, non-black people right now, use your privilege in your, in your place in your families, the companies or organizations you work for, and really talk with people and stand up for um, anti-racism within those organizations, especially if you are in a position of power. I think it's really, really important to try to ingrain this into as many systems and places as possible. I know that um, people find it hard to talk to their family members about these issues, but I think if you want to be an ally, you have to. Yeah. You have no choice at this point. You just have to have the conversation. Yeah, definitely. Okay, Brendan. Um, I guess we only actually at this point have watched uh, Vanderpump Rules and Beverly Hills this week. And mm -hmm. actually both kind of tie into the discussion of racism. Definitely. Right now uh, on Vanderpump Rules, we actually had two different conversations <laughs> going on this week mm -hmm. uh, in terms of the the prank that Randall pulled uh, with the people impersonating police mm -hmm. and Max and Brett's history of racist tweets. Yeah. So the first part, it's like, can like I bet everyone on staff I bet Katie Maloney is feeling really good right now about where she stood in that conversation because especially the timing of the episode coming out so many of the people on that um show look like idiots around the prank situation oh yeah and like so tone deaf but I'm glad they kept it in and didn't protect any of them I know I was actually <laughs> surprised to see that left in mm -hmm. um Especially because, you know, various members of that cast have chimed in to some degree. And besides this incident this season, we have the history of the cast with Faith. Yes, which Faith has been speaking out to. And I don't know if the video that I watched actually was a new video or an older video. Yeah. It was an Instagram Live, which with like someone else, which yep. made me feel like it was new. Cause that's like what everyone's doing in this moment. Sure. But um, Faith talks about a few things wrong with the show. I think the biggest one is when Stassi and Kristen called the cops on her after seeing a story about a black woman in the daily mail who was apparently stealing a bunch of like stuff like shoplifting or something like that yeah and Kristen, there's tweets out there Kristen thinks it's faith and decides to publicly tweet about it and then they decide to try to get the cops involved yeah 
which like, as we know, calling the cops on black people is an act of violence. Yeah. So it's interesting to see that come up again now in mm-hmm. light of what's going on and then also what happened in this reunion. Yeah. Um, I also wanted to, one other thing about the faith thing before we move back to the reunion. Yeah. There's also the instance of um, Faith was saying that she, like she joined the same time as Lala and she was never given like confessionals or like any of the interviews that like other people get. Yeah. Um, which is so interesting because with Vanderpump Rules plays it a little faster and looser than other um, shows as far as how many people get confessionals. Like even Peter gets confessionals and he's like, Barely not a cast holding it. Yeah, barely yeah. a cast member. I know. So that's I, just interesting. No, I did think that, like, it's, it's like, it's so weird how she was a cast member, but because she did not have a confession, confessional, it didn't feel like it. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So um, weird. But I mean, that's just like how people silence black people. It's. Yeah. Um. So I thought the stuff about the tweets was interesting because. This really hasn't been brought up. Have either of the guys been on Watch What Happens Live? I like don't even really. I, I think maybe think one of them so. were. I think oh, maybe. One of them did. It's hard to keep track of like Watch What Happens Live from home because so many different. It feels like they're like having so many random people join, like not even for the whole episode sometimes. Like yeah. at one point, Brandy Redman was on Watch What Happens Live, like in the middle of someone else's episode yeah. during Watch What Happens Live from home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it was interesting how it was portrayed in terms of like this misstep for them is akin to like the mistakes and hijinks the other cast members have gotten into. And Lisa was like, I would have to fire everybody. Right. It's basically like, if you think about what Lisa said and how Lisa justified it, it was like basically comparing it to something like to like servers sleeping together or something like that. That's like, yeah, that's like maybe a fireball offense at like a restaurant, but like, it's not the same as like blatant racism and like racist tweets. Yeah. Especially, I mean, it's one thing for them to be employed at a restaurant. It's another thing for them to be stars of a television show. Right. Firing firing them. That doesn't mean firing them from the restaurant means firing them from this show. Right. But like, do you think that like, she was getting at that as an EP in the show? Or do you think she solely meant restaurant for purposes of like- Oh no, I think, I think she meant as an EP of the show. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And I'm not sure if I read this wrong, but did it seem like Tom Sandoval was implying that he would have fired? Yeah, I think, he was, I think he was saying that he would have fired Max and- Lisa wouldn't let him because Tom doesn't have that right as someone who only has owns 5%. 5%. Yeah. 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 That was interesting. Yeah. Cause I couldn't like, I couldn't figure out if like he, he meant that. And now what, where does their relationship stand now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was, I don't know. Um, anything else you want to say about it? No. I mean, other than that, like the format is working. Oh yeah, I mean, they obviously have, this is like the third time's the charm in terms of them figuring out how to film this. Mm-hmm. It definitely didn't feel like, 
the Atlanta reunion and even more so the summer house reunion felt like a zoom call mm -hmm. and like the, the, um, the audio and the video felt like professional footage. Yeah. This was like savvy year editing. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about Beverly Hills? Um, yeah. I mean, like I said, we're not doing, um, full recaps, but like no. we want to, it's relevant to the conversation we're having because Garcelle was like made history as the first black woman to join Real Houses of Beverly Hills. Mm -hmm. And so watching her on the show compared to, um, or like interacting with these women is interesting. I think it's particularly interesting um, how Kyle is interacting with her and Garcelle calling her out for yeah. um, being fake or only surface level. Mm -hmm. And, I just think that's interesting compared to how Kyle acts with like some other newcomers. Yeah. Well, I mean, Kyle has latched on to Teddy since her, since Teddy's arrival. Mm -hmm. I thought it was funny how Sutton to Garcelle said, well, like, you know, we could be a package deal. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I think Garcelle being on the show kind of leads to a, greater conversation in terms of she joined this all white cast. Mm -hmm. Why are our housewives shows so segregated? Yeah, exactly. And on that, like Garcelle has been active on Instagram, making sure that like her cast members know that she's watching when they yeah. post, when they post these days. Yeah. And she's like in the comments but yeah, so Beverly Hills is like the only cast right now that has both black and white people on it. Yeah. Um, obviously, Atlanta had racist Kim Zolciak in earlier seasons. <laughs> yeah. But it's obvious that Bravo is kind of just like separating these casts and it's becoming increasingly um, not good, especially if you're like looking at who these cities are made up of. Like, I mean, New York has always made the, the least sense. Yeah, New York, like look at New York City. <laughs> yeah. It's actually crazy. Um, and I think that like Bravo is actually starting to feel a lot more pressure around these things. I've seen a lot of people like tagging Bravo and like asking about like these cities and then also asking about like racist behavior that their cast members get away with. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because Atlanta is and has consistently been the highest rated franchise in the whole series. Mm -hmm. So like <laughs> they're getting something right. Like why are we keeping all black people on that one show until Potomac came along? Yeah, but I would like have to speak to that a little bit because I reported back after BravoCon and I realized and it like I should have known I kind of knew but I realized to a big portion of these of their audience who's like going to be paying for a ticket to mm. something like BravoCon is yeah and at BravoCon, there were some rooms where I could feel the racism. Like, the bigger events, I could... Like, I even talked about a racist incident that happened that I was a witness to, didn't I? 
on this podcast. It sounds familiar. It was a situation where um, I was waiting in line at the bar and there was this group of white women behind me and the bartender was like fixing a fixing me a drink, I think. And he had a name tag that said Antonio on it. Oh yes, I do remember that. And one of the women behind me goes like something like Rapido Antonio. And the guy was like, I'm Italian. (laughs) Like what? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, you did tell that story. So it's, this is ba- like, it's just like really, really obvious like that that is the, um, that is the makeup of a lot of the audience that is vocal. Actually, Tracy Morrissey, who um, I actually hung out briefly with on at BravoCon. I don't know if she even remembers, but um, she wrote a piece, I think, for Jezebel after BravoCon, where she got into a lot of these issues and a lot of like the the makeup of the audience and how when um, people were like cheering for Vicky to come back on the show, how similar the cheers sounded to like Trump rallies of people like cheering, lock her up. Yeah. So go check that out. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think Bravo probably should be feeling some heat. I mean, we brought this up last week in terms of Southern charm Mm -hmm. and like those I mean, I think, well, there's Southern Charm and then there's two different spinoffs. Yeah. The New, the New Orleans cast uh, does consist of Black and white people. The um, Savannah cast, I, like, watched part of the first episode and it felt worse than the Charleston one. Oh, yeah. That one felt, that one I, like, turned off halfway through the first episode. And I don't think they ever even got a second season to them. <clears throat> I don't think so. Yeah. It's just, like, wild how like we said last week, like how there's a show on a mainstream network, like that's like glorifying like plantations yeah. and stuff like that. Um, and also m- their cast members, like Catherine sending that person, like the monkey emoji on yeah. Instagram that we didn't even really get into on this podcast when it happens, but there's like Reddit threads upon Reddit threads about it that you can look up and check out. Basically she like, had a disagreement with someone who was black and like she ended this part of her rebuttal to them, like sent the monkey emoji. Yeah. So I definitely hope we get some changes within our Bravo world. Obviously what we're fighting for is great, greater than that, but um, that's kind of like <laughs> what this podcast focuses on. So yeah, we just thought it would be interesting to bring that into the conversation um just because that is what we're about yeah and what we do Um, and i mean like not to go off topic but we have discussed drag race in the past lengthily and there's so much to be said about the fandom of drag race and how they treat black queens compared to white queens how all of the white queens automatically like when they're on jump to like millions and millions of followers and get verified and like all of that kind of stuff. And the black Queens don't. And I think it was Evan Ross Katz earlier this year who looked at the drag race cast verification mm-hmm. on Twitter yep. and noticed that all of the Queens of color weren't verified and all yeah. of the white Queens, including yeah. Sherry Pye including were Sherry. <laughs> that was wild. <laughs> um, so that was wild, but it's, it's a very similar situation. And I will say that I am so happy 
with our newest reigning queen. I know. That's been like the solitary ray of light in this past week mm-hmm. was Jada taking the crown. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that was an ama- actually like an amazing episode in terms of what they pulled out. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously we're very happy with the result. The That video that's been shared a ton of Jada getting that uh, parade. Oh my God, I cried. Oh. Yeah. Was so sweet. Yeah. And I mean, she definitely deserves. Yeah. Um, on that, while we're here, I heard there is conversation about pushing All Stars 5. Yeah. Because it might not be appropriate in this moment. Yeah. Especially with RuPaul being fairly silent. Yeah. I noticed RuPaul hasn't tweeted since March. I know. And like, she, she, I don't, I never, I haven't followed her in years and years and years and years, but she used to like get on and tweet every morning. Oh yeah. Like every, like, well, we know that RuPaul wakes up at four in the morning and just mm-hmm. goes at it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'm, that'll be interesting. I mean, like we're going to be publishing this episode and we'll, we'll know tomorrow what happens with uh, all, the All-Stars premiere. Totally. Um, what else would you like to discuss? I wanted to talk about some of the leadership that um, people like Portia, Marlo, Giselle, and others who have been, Portia's been out in the streets. She was, there was like oh, yeah. a clip that went kind of viral um, of Portia in one of the like earlier protests, I think like Friday night, maybe that was. Oh yeah, was I think it was Friday. Yeah, on like Friday night in Atlanta, um, talking about being there, talking about Black Lives Matter, I think like Andy Cohen even shared it. Um, she's just been out there consistently. She's been um, hosting like lives and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so that's great. I mean, Marlo has been out there like handing out masks to people. Um, she needs to hand a mask to Bravo. So they'll give her a peach. <laughs> yeah. And others like Giselle and others. And then um, there has been a lot of, uh, the white cast members of various shows um, showing up to protests, um, which they should be doing. I think it's the bare minimum to be out there supporting and donating. So it's great that they're doing that. Um, and then there's been some people royally fucking up, like yeah. Kelly Clorn Ben Simone. I feel like she doesn't even, she can't even get it straight. She has no idea what she's talking about. She posted a photo of like, I want to say like Connecticut. And, like, people protesting. She's like, this is the Hamptons right now. I just wish the riots would end or something like that. No, she said people are, uh, I think she meant looting, but she said people are loitering. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, I think she has said Black Lives Matter, Blue Lives Matter, and All Lives Matter all in the span of a week. Oh, my God. Like I said, did I say this on the podcast last week? No, I said it in a voice memo to my oh. friends. Um, so my God, was a podcast been living or voice on the memo. voice memos. <laughs> I've like t- I've um taught some of my other like friends uh, group texts to do the same, and it's been fun. Yeah. Um, no, but I mean, like, there's no such thing as a blue life. <laughs> Literally, like Smurfs, like a, a Smurf, like blue blue da be da da bye or whatever that song was. Like, get a get a life. Yeah. Ramona has been rightfully dragged. Uh, she started out with an all lives. Uh, and then the 
I think people and Bravo got to her uh-huh. and, she, and she changed her tune. Yeah, there was a there was an Instagram live that she did one of like the first mornings. It was like Saturday as, morning. It was like Saturday morning. It was her and Avery and like someone they were in a live with who was like teaching them to work out. And the comments on that live, mine included, yeah, were like dragging them to hell. <laughs> and then they like quickly got it together and like started. And now Avery's like trying to overcompensate for her fuck up. Mm-hmm. Cause I, she's like obviously a member of a younger generation who's like more on social. So knows how bad it is yeah. or no, knows how bad the comments are rather. I don't oh, yeah, know. Yeah. She knows how bad it is. Um, one person who surprised me, miss um, Trump inauguration attendee, Jill Zarin said black lives matter. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I, I've seen some screenshots even outside of Black Lives Matter, like her wanting to sign, like write letters and sign petitions or something, which has been a surprise to me. I think Miss Ali Shapiro is has in her mom's this. ear and her okay. mom's house. Yeah, I could see them quarantining together. They definitely are. Yeah. Um, I mean, on the Facebook community, I like, I don't even, it's like, I don't even want to bring attention to it, but like Tamara's son has been expectedly awful. Oh, of course. Yeah. I couldn't even click into that post. Anytime I see Ryan Veith, I log out. Yeah. Mentally. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like the people who are being awful that really matter right now, I think are people like, um, Governor Andrew Cuomo, everyone's favorite bae. Sorry, he's a <laughs> fucking asshole. Yeah. Mayor Bill de Blasio, sicking the police Ooh. on the New York City community. I know Mayor Eric Garcetti, is that his name? Eric Garcetti, yeah, Garcetti in Los in Angeles. Yep. Also being equally as awful. The police continue to have way too much money, not enough training, and we should defund them. Yeah. Um. Is, is there anything else you want to cover? No, I just like want to be just like really forthright that this is a podcast that believes that Black Lives Matter. Um, yeah. And so does our community. And I'm glad to see really great conversation around these issues in our Facebook community at this time. It's really, really heartening to me. I know. It's definitely been a good spot uh, this week in terms of what people are bringing to the table and what they're, I mean, I think they've been talking about things outside of the Bravo world being like, is this okay to post? And we want to make Mm. it clear. Yes, it's okay to post. We encourage you. Post anything. I mean, anytime, like if you see a list of something that you think is important or whatever, please post it in the group. We're not those like Facebook communities that have like really, really strict rules. Um, Our only rule is basically like, don't be an asshole. Yeah. Definitely. Or be an asshole if someone's being like racist or something, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I mean, we hope this was useful with some regard. Um, Black Lives Matter. We want to honor the memory of uh, George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, um, Tony McDade. Tony McDade. And so many others. So many others. Uh, I mean, like, it's, we, I mean, truly, it's, Amazing that it's taken this long for the country to get to where we are at now. Mm-hmm. Um, but hopefully this is uh, 
the start of something, uh, some actual change in this country. And, exactly. Um, and yeah, so we thank you for tuning in this week. And take care of yourselves. Take care of yourselves and each other. And that's it. Bye. Bye. Come through, Queen. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.